1: intoxicating. What? The snow is intoxicating.
2: Oh. (laughs) How's it going, everybody? We're live. The snow is intoxicating. It is snowing outside right now. Yeah, looking out the window. Ah, what a lovely day. I see a lot of distractions coming on today's program. (laughs) Well, we already discussed Joe Dirt for like 10 minutes, so, you know. Yeah. Ben has never seen the movie Joe Dirt. It's great. It's a great movie. I like David Spade. I think he's very funny, but... uh. Yeah, maybe uh, throughout today's show we'll get some uh, weather reports from Ben's attic uh, on the snow. How about that, huh? Well, you know what they say, D. You get all the news you need in the weather report. This guy loves weather. You're going to find that out in moments, everybody. But your Ben Jarofsky show for Friday, January 15th. I mean, I never knew he loved weather so much. Uh, But today's show is brought to you by our good friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana. Shout out to them, new sponsors. And today's Ben Jarofsky show. Well, I mean, every Ben Jarofsky show is brought to you by the Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com. Subscribe. It's a great publication. Ben writes a column in it. Ben, tell everybody a little bit about your latest column uh, coming in the Man. reader.
3: Well, the one that, that's on the street now... Which I urge everybody to run, run, run. Don't Walk to Read is about uh, Congresswoman Mary Miller uh, from Southern Illinois. She's the one who said, quote, uh, Hitler was right. And I break down her quote and try to make sense of it. And really, it's not a whole lot of sense uh, to be made of it, other than the fact that she is a lunatic. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. She's crazy. <laughs> Heck of a job, voters Uh, in Southern Illinois. Heck of a job. And by the way, her husband, what a happy couple. Her husband is a state rep who's as much of a lunatic as she is. So just say, I'm looking for somebody in the Republican Party that, you know, is more or less normal, doesn't like study
0: Hitler
3: and say things like Hitler was right. And she apologized, and in some ways the apology is worse or as bad as the original comment anyway read the
2: column check out the column chicagoreader.com or get the publication chicago reader go check it out let them know that you support the ben Jarofsky show as well okay you have a song of the day today ben <laughs> oh boy it comes from frank okay uh wait hold on is brand wait brand new key pair of roller skates is that a song uh, no, it's, uh, but I do. Oh my God. I can't believe he knows that. No, this is How from, this one to... comes from Kathy. This
3: one actually comes uh, from Kathy. My apologies. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, okay. Kathy. Yeah. I know that song. Oh, that it's a woman w- with a, an annoying voice. And from the say, uh, uh, it's, but I, I'm, I'm like going into, I don't like s- spiders and snakes. Um, but it's not the song. Oh, I was a hippie lady from way back in the day. Well, yes.
2: Kathy, Kathy, we tried. Uh, so, to Frank's song of the day, Lady yeah. Marmalade by Patti LaBelle. Oh, my God.
4: Uh, oh. Da,
3: da, da, uh. da. <laughs> Because it's in French. I can't do French. Da, 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 da. Now that's the Patty LaBelle version. Uh, now I'm going, who else did the who did the remake? Somebody did a remake and I'll, I'll do the remake and let's see if you can tell the difference. da 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 da. da.
2: okay we may need to have a meeting about the song of the day segment i love it; it's my favorite well i don't know it's my favorite part of the show it's one of my favorite parts of the show yeah it's all downhill from here guys the ben show starts now (laughs) it is friday january 15th and live from my apartment in his attic this is the Ben Jarofsky Show. Today on the program, it's another Ramana Rundown with Chicago Sun Times editor Ramana Hussein. And now your host, Chicago Reader Columnist Ben Jarofsky. Hey, hello everybody, Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Joe Who?
3: friday and here's why president-elect joe biden just a few days before he's officially inaugurated released his plans for a 1.9 trillion dollar rescue package to save the country from the virus economically and medically That's trillion with a T and an R. Again, the plan is a $1.9 trillion effort to stimulate the economy, reopen businesses, put people back to work, keep people who are working, working, offer $1,400 to folks who desperately need the money, and help local governments pay their bills. In other words, it's just what we need. So thank you, Joey, and let's hope that at least one Republican will sign on, of course. I reserve the right uh, to criticize the plan once more details are out and once uh, Congress makes a mess of it, as I suspect they will. But anyway,
2: thank you, Joey, for the first step. Way to go, hey. Joe. Uh, I actually tried listening to the audio of that.
0: Couldn't make any sense of it. Play the radio. Make sure the television, <laughs> the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night, the, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words.
3: Yeah, that was, that was the speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway. And the reaction to Joe's $1.9 trillion plan, yawn, as in barring, getting people to care about Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion dollar plan is like, well, think about it this way. It's like a teacher launching into a passionate discourse on their favorite topic of history, say, why the country created an electoral college. And in the middle of it, some kid in the back of the class raises his hand and says, uh, is this going to be on the test? As in, if it's not on the test, I don't care. Well, we care, because this is the Ben Drowski Show. Home for nerds and geeks who care about things like this. Right, D? Right. So back to the details right. of Biden's plan, which I will now read to you whether you want to hear it or not. Because that's how we do things. Hold on. Here's a newspaper. Home delivered. Oh, you hear that, <laughs> newspaper listeners? Wait, well, the newspaper's wrestling back. Hey, stop it. There we go. Mm-mm. The package includes more than 400 billion dollars to combat the pandemic directly, including money to accelerate vaccine deployment and to safely reopen most schools within 100 days. Oh, well, I'm like, they don't need that in Chicago because shut up and get back in that classroom. Anyway, where was I? Another $350 billion would help states and local governments bridge budget shortfalls, while the plan would also include $1,400 direct, $1, direct payments to individuals, more generous unemployment benefits, federally mandated paid leave for workers, and large subsidies for child care costs. That's just some of the details. And as soon as I read those details, guess what? Eyes glaze over. People turn this station. D, can you turn this station on a podcast? Uh, I quite sure how that works no,
2: You just stop listening <laughs> Okay People stop listening It's no boring X
3: <laughs> Done Well what do you expect I blame this on Donnie Trump Who else we elected a reality show host as our president and he turned our country into a reality show game and we become addicted to it. Mob stormed the Capitol. Law and order advocates hitting a cop over the head with a hockey stick. Somehow, D, that image, I just can't get it out of my head. The guy brought a hockey stick to the Capitol. With the hockey, he was whacking a cop over the head with a hockey stick. It was Johnny C here in Chicago to be outraged over that. We'll get into that later. Anyway. So, who's going to care about something like Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion relief plan? Well, I do, damn it. And you're going to care too. It's like you got to eat your vegetables before eating dessert. So, listen to me, folks, as I go into more details. Hold on, dude. Everything okay over there? It's this newspaper. It's not like reading it on the internet. You got to open the paper, you got to find the page. Oh, yeah, here we go. What's in the plan? <laughs> States and localities could get help. Mr. Biden's plan would provide 440 a billion, that's billion with a B, in help to communities, according to the administration, in addition to their funds for school ro- reopening. The Reef plan would entail billions in grants and loan programs for small businesses, how those would work is not entirely clear. Like I said, the details need to be worked out on this sucker. And $350 billion in emergency funding for state, local, and territorial governments, which will be very important, ladies and gentlemen in Chicago, ladies and gentlemen throughout the state of Illinois, if our government is to figure out, figure out a way to pay its bills without raising your local taxes. You know what they could do? Think about this, folks. They're going to raise people's taxes in, let's say, Alabama to help pay for your streets here in Chicago. What's wrong with that? By the way, I care very deeply about this. But on the subject of things we shouldn't care about nearly as much, allow me to deviate from my discourse on Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion budget to talk about Dr. Harold Bornstein. He died the other day at age 73. He was a hippie. He had a beard and long hair. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. D. He looks like an older guy who would have been at Woodstock. And like if you sit down and talk to me, you go yeah, back in the day. I hitchhiked to Woodstock, man. And I heard Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Whoa, and Hendrix. Well, here's the thing. He was Donald Trump's doctor. That is correct. Donald Trump's personal doctor for many years was Doctor Harold Bornstein, who was a hippie. As such, Doctor Bornstein was the doctor at the center of us minor controversy that we call Medical Report Gate. You remember Medical Report Gate? Actually,
2: you probably don't.
1: Yeah,
3: I don't.
2: I don't remember Medical Report. It does not have a good ring to it.
3: Well, that's because it occurred before we were partners in crime Ah, doing radio. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It happened. Yeah, I would have edited that. I
3: would have edited that, man. I don't think there's anyone in the world who would have obsessively talked about Medical Report Gate quite like me. All right. What happened in Medical Report Gate, you asked Dr. D? Well, I'll tell you. Thanks for asking. Thank you for your continued curiosity and everything I raised. Back in 2016, Dr. Harold Bordstein released a report saying Trump was fit as a fiddle. No, fitter than any fiddle. I will now quote from the report that Dr. Bornstein allegedly wrote. If elected Mr. Trump, I can state clearly, will be the healthiest individual ever elected to the presidency. Immediately skeptics everywhere, particularly in the press said, healthiest individual ever elected? Man, that sounds like something Trump wrote. But no, Bornstein said that he and he alone wrote that sentence. And then, as things go with Donnie Trump, uh, about a year later, Trump bounced Bornstein as his doctor because Bornstein, who apparently had a big mouth, told the New York Times that Trump was taking a prostate related drug to promote hair growth. And that's the same drug that Dr. Bornstein was taking himself to take care of his shoulder-length locks. And by the way, in a moment of uh, honesty, I must say, it's the same uh, drug that Dr. D has been taking to grow that flourishing mustache of his. (laughs) And the secret's out. Uh,
2: You knew I was going to bring back that mustache one more day, D. Anyway, where was I... Anything? For for uh, listeners who may have not listened yesterday, uh, I shaved my face and I only have a mustache. So there you the go. guy looks like he's nine.
3: Imagine a nine-year-old with a mustache, okay? <laughs> what, a, what a thought. Where was I? Oh, yeah, Bornstein. Trump got mad at Bornstein <laughs> for uh, revealing the truth about Trump taking – this uh prostrate drug to promote hair growth i mean you know donnie's got some issues in that department as we all know and trump fired bornstein and then bornstein gave an interview with cnn where he said publicly what so many has suspected all along as the new york times put it trump dictated the whole letter i didn't write that letter (laughs) what a character folks so, my imagination, is absolutely everybody in any way even remotely connected to Donald Trump, like a character out of reality show. But back to Biden's $1.9 trillion budget. Hey, wake up, people. Like what I said. <laughs> what? We've become. Where am I? We are reality show nation. We got a great show. Whoa, we got a great show today, everybody. Ron Hussein. Uh, from the Chicago Sun-Times, we'll be here for the Romana Rundown, maybe Friday, in the Ben Bedroski Show. Plenty of political discussion ahead, but before we do that, the young man from Alton, the man that people in Alton lately have been calling Dr. Dubai with
2: the news. <laughs> Everybody's feeling fancy, I guess. Yeah, Dr. Doctor... Hello, Dr. Dubai. <laughs> Dubway. <laughs> we
3: got that from Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt, what was his name,
2: D? What did he call himself? Joe Dirt, his name was Joe Dirt Oh, no, Uh, it's actually pronounced Tay. Your dear today, so I owe that joke to David Spade. Anyway, Doctor D with the news. Hey guys, I'm Dennis. Before we find out what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois for the fourth and final time this week, yes, we need to remind all of you listening Ooh. about this weekend's Benny J bonus interview lineup available this weekend at ChicagoReader.com and wherever you download podcasts. Here's this weekend's lineup on Saturday. I mean, it was only a matter of time until he came back to share his thoughts on everything. Professor and author David Ferris. Ben, what do you plan on discussing with Mr. Ferris? Well, we
3: haven't done that interview yet. Uh, That will be uh, we'll do the interview after today's show. I know Ferris is just like ready to go. You know, I mean, he's ready to break that. By the way, it took him a while, but his prediction did come true. So I think he'll take a little bit of a victory walk. I'm sure he'll be discussing, uh, breaking down some of the interesting views expressed by Republicans and his favorite discourse. How can Democrats sort of take advantage of the fact that the Republican Party is run by lunatics? I'm sure we're going through uh, all of the characters who've been on display for the country to watch. Uh, David Ferris knew about him long, long ago. The guy's... A real student of uh, American politics. So essentially, I'm just going to let him go, baby. And I know he's ready to rock and roll. I'm looking forward to this a lot.
2: Oh, it's going to let him go, baby. David Ferris, professor and author. It's going to be available by 5 a.m. tomorrow. ChicagoReader.com, wherever you download podcasts. On to Sunday. A new we welcome a new guest to the Ben Jarofsky show. Isn't that right? Yes. Ben? Yes. Mindy Iser is her name.
3: Uh, she's a journalist. She's an activist. She's an organizer. Uh, and uh, she wrote an re- interesting article for In These Times that I reached out to her to discuss it uh, about. OK, follow me in it things that Dems can do to win over Trump voters. And then, so we had this long conversation about the attitudes that Dems have about Trump voters, and she shamed me for shaming voters. So we got off in a whole discussion. How do you win people over? Do you win people over by shaming them, by saying they're stupid, by saying they're racist? Um, interesting conversation. She says that's not a good way and an effective way to do it. Uh, so we take apart. She talks about some of the uh, initiatives that Democrats could champion uh, in order to win over Trump voters.
1: I'm a little dubious.
3: We heard about uh, Dr. Dubai. I'm Dr. Dubios. and uh, <laughs> so we have a bit of a debate. Uh, but Mindy Ir definitely gonna bring her back as a guest is. She's uh, really smart and got a good sense of humor and she puts up with me. So uh, Mindy Iser from uh, in these times, activist journalist, and really smart person.
2: Yeah, Welcome our new guest to the Ben Jarofsky Show. Download it Sunday by 5 a.m. And finally, on Monday, well, we planned to do this interview last week. Then all hell broke loose, but we got him back and we interviewed him. The one, the only, Leonard Goodman. Oh, my goodness. Great interview. Leonard Goodman. Uh, Leonard Goodman's to the left, folks.
3: Left, left, left. And uh, as such, he chastised and chided AOC. And Listen, man, we've had a lot of different uh, points of view in this show. This is the first time I believe uh, anybody has come on the show and ripped AOC for not being lefty enough. Uh, Leonard Goodman points out uh, that uh, Democratic leftists or lefties, whatever they are, progressives, I don't know what you guys call yourself anymore. I can't keep up with all the shifting names. Uh, In uh, the Congress lost a great opportunity, in his humble opinion, uh, to force Nancy Pelosi uh, into uh, promoting health care for all and other uh, uh, good initiatives that we should want. Uh, And then uh, Leonard and I get a little debate uh, about the practicality of such things. Uh, Really interesting interview. Leonard Goodman knows his stuff. He, of course, is a criminal defense lawyer. So we also talk about Trump's uh, pending impeachment trial. And I ask him, uh, how he would defend Trump if he were Trump's lawyer. That's interesting. And if you recall, Leonard Goodman, of course, uh, two things that he's known for uh, in life and on our show. One, he knows a lot about Jeffrey Epstein and, and the government's role and, uh, and what happened to Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, and number two, he is uh, Rob Blagojevich's lawyer. And as such, uh, he was really working hard to get Rod Blagojevich uh, out of prison and of course Donald Trump released when was that D was that like January? I forgot when, when Blago? Yeah we, it was one of our stories of the year was it not? Yeah yeah it was in February. February thank you sir I knew you knew that. I, you knew, that. I knew it actually I knew it. I just yeah. To see we
2: covered it, it last part. week
3: uh, come on. <laughs> no it was two weeks ago. I can't remember what happened yesterday with your mustache you want to know what happened to us anyway uh, Leonard Goodman I'm looking forward to that I know he's really popular with a lot of our listeners. By the way Babs if you're out there I heard you're, you're on again, you're off again I don't know who can you're like me in the Madigan bus I'm off, I'm on I,
2: well, This is for you Babs It's for you Babs, if you're listening uh, Babs yeah. sent us a message on our Facebook page uh, Letting us know, well first off He's lived in Chicago for almost 30 years He moved, he's now in California uh, Rumor has it he may have Already bought a puka shell necklace <laughs> this um, is babs
3: in california uh yeah man like uh
2: like yeah, hanging out uh, yeah yeah nah. uh i think i saw a picture of him with a surfboard i don't know <laughs> California's getting the best of him but uh he said that he's, <laughs> he said that he's no longer listening to our show because uh if he did he would just do nothing but listen to our show and he wants to go out and enjoy california i guess he doesn't have earbuds i don't know dude get earbuds you walk along
3: the ocean you think great thoughts and you listen to our show. Not complicated.
2: Hello. So, Babs, now, come on, Babs, hang in there with us, man. Come on. All right. That's this. This letter Goodman is for you, Babs. Yeah. Let us You're be a part of that. Of Nancy Pelosi. Let us be a part of that California experience, man. Come on. All yeah. right. Uh, it's this wait, week. So, wait, time what did the surfers say? Uh, hang 10? Yeah! Hang 10, dude! <laughs> <laughs> what does Hang 10 mean? I Didn't don't I'm? know. It's this weekend's Benny J. Bonus interview. Saturday, David Ferris. Sunday, Mindy Iser. Monday, Leonard Goodman. Available for download. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday mornings by five a.m. Check them out. Subscribe. Give us a review. Five stars only. No, Frank, on the live stream chat, there is no mustache gate. Local news. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, if I just listened to our lineup. D, it
3: just occurred to me, we are a lefty show. Yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. You know, you ever think about we're like of the leftist person? We had Troy LaRavie on yesterday. You know what I mean? Like. We're kind of a lefty show. I think uh, I'm going to endeavor more to bring on uh, right of center people. Just kidding. Uh, just anyway, when you ran down that lineup, you know, D. I would have. I should have warned you years ago. Don't get involved with lefties. Okay. I think I may have said this to you earlier today. You go a lot further in the world if you stay with that right of center punch.
2: Just saying, young man. If I would have told you years ago, Doctor D, stay the hell away from me. yeah I could have warned you D I could have warned you let's do the local news Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker delivered a COVID-19 update at noon I do have some details uh, we have updates on Governor J.B. Pritzker's five-phase mitigation strategy to safely reopen Illinois. Let's begin with phase one. Never. <laughs>
3: Let's begin with phase No! No more phases!
2: Here's the press release from the Pritzker administration. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker announced regions across the state are now eligible to move out of Tier 3 mitigations. For those who have their scorecard and know what that means, I kind of lost track. But uh, this this is the strictest tier of Illinois' resurgence mitigation plan implemented shortly before Thanksgiving in response to a surge of COVID-19 statewide and across the Midwest. After weeks of careful consolation with public health experts to balance The need to save lives and support our hospital systems with protecting our economy. The governor announced that regions could resume moving out of tiered resurgence mitigations, Tier 3, Tier 2, and Tier (laughs) 1. And back into phase four on a data-driven basis. The governor also announced adjustments to the resurgence mitigations in light of ramped-up vaccination efforts across the state, with Tier 1 of the resurgence mitigation plan now allowing restaurants and bars in a qualifying region to resume indoor dining with limited capacity. Youth and recreational sports may also resume play following the Illinois Department of Public Health's all-sports policy in all regions Regions moving out of tier three. Oh, so confused right now. <laughs> you too, huh? <laughs> I'm so
3: confused, guys. I know you look to me for explanation, and I've just lost all these tiers. You know, I've reached a point. I announced this to Dennis earlier today. I'm in agreement with that dude who owns the restaurant in Staten Island. Just open everything up. All right. I know we're in the middle of pandemic. I know thousands of people are dying and their hospitals are overwhelmed. But we got our mayor opening up schools. Shut up and get back in school now. Or I'll fire you. <laughs> so now the mayor, we talked about this yesterday, wants to open bars up, restaurants. So, you know, I, let's... 40 to 50% of the country is not abiding in any way by uh, mask rules. There was that story about uh, Mike Quigley being on the airplane with MAGA people. And um, the MAGA people said, we're just going to take our masks off as soon as the plane's in the middle of the air, uh, it's airborne. So, you know, you can't make us wear these masks. So, I mean, what's the point? Mixed messages every single day. It's either like... Dr. Ehrman came on this show early on, uh, Howard Ehrman. It's, it's laid out what you have to do to defeat a pandemic if you're really serious about defeating it. And it was, it, it, how would I say this? It was extreme measures that nobody, nobody wanted to follow, including the mayor of Chicago and the governor. of Illinois. Nobody wanted to follow Dr. Ehrman, let alone MAGA, who doesn't even think the pandemic's real. So, D, I don't know. It's like, Pritzker says one thing, Mayor Lori Lightfoot says another thing, the Board of Education swears up and down it's safe to go back to schools. You know, uh, the Sun-Times, their editorial, the Tribune, the editorials, they're always mad at the teachers because the teachers don't want to go back. Just open it up. Who, it just come on. The guy from Staten Island's right. Just open it up. Uh,
2: I think the guy you from know, Staten Island said all or nothing. And I, there's, a, there's a point to that. Like, you know, if in the beginning of all of this, you know, just lock everybody, everything down for a month, give people money to live off of all or nothing, man.
3: Oh, <laughs> I got to say something. <laughs> I'm the biggest phony in the world. I just got finished saying, yeah, just open everything up. I won't leave my house. I'm, st- <laughs> I'm so scared of this virus. You know, I want that virus do the show out of the, I kind of like doing the show out of the Attic O.D. You know, it kind of broke me down and it's kind of like ever since I got the camera, you know, like you look so handsome with that mustache. I mean, well, you're going there. It's just like, you know, let's just continue to do it in the show. So I talk a big game about, yeah, just open everything up, but I'm the biggest coward in the world. I'm so afraid of that virus. One of my uh, best friends in the world, uh, got the coronavirus has been uh quarantined in his basement for about i want to say three weeks uh two of my best friends got the virus very uh norm was very sick and he's doing much better love you norm but uh i know how serious it is and yet our country is so frivolous Uh, in regards to it. We're always bending, changing our rules and changing our attitudes by it just to meet whatever political realities, you know, goals that we have that have nothing to do with the virus, like send a message to the teachers union, show them how tough we are, and try to weaken them. So, ah, all right, that's your attitude. Fine. All of a sudden I'm doing Bill Barr. That's your
4: attitude. Fine. That's your guy. (laughs) That's your guy. Okay.
2: Uh, And also, this isn't in my news, so I'll just mention it now. Uh, Mm. The new, more contagious strain of COVID-19 that was first identified in the United Kingdom has been found in Chicago. City of Health. Oh, there
3: we go. But open up those schools.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Go open them up. Let's open them up. Because we care so much about the education of poor kids. Apparently, we only care about the education of poor kids when it's a tool that we can use to whack away at the teachers union. Because if we cared, really cared about poor kids and their education, we do something about it at moments when it wasn't a political tool that we use against the teachers union. Just saying, if this pandemic ends, you can show your care for the poor kids of Chicago, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Chicago Tribune Editorial Board, Chicago Sun-Times Editorial Board, Civic Community of Chicago, by endorsing a program that would actually help the poor kids, as opposed to close the school, firing teachers, firing nurses, et cetera, and so forth.
2: All right. In other statewide news, and if you'll allow us to break the fourth wall for a moment... (laughs) I need to share some details with all of you. I don't even know where you're going in this. So Ben and I had a big Ben Jarofsky show, plans for 2021 Google meeting. It was a good time. Very productive. But one thing our host, Ben Jarofsky, wants to bring to our program and to all of you listening, believe it or not, still not sure why. But Ben wants more Illinois weather reports from state climatologist Trent Ford on our local news segments. And boy, I couldn't disagree more. These things are boring. We had a big back and forth about it, but he insisted. He's the host, you know. He slammed the desk and said, damn it. We need more local weather reports from state climatologist Trent Ford. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ugh. So, here you go, buddy. Your weekly Illinois weather summary with state
4: climatologist Trent Ford. This is Illinois state climatologist Trent oh, Ford brother. another week of mild winter weather. Average temperatures over the last seven days range from the high 20s in northern and central Ooh. Illinois to the mid-30s in southern Illinois, about 1 to 8 degrees above normal for this time of the year. All right, man, we want
2: to—we
4: <laughs> want people to keep listening, so we're going to...
2: Oh, my God! <laughs> D, that's a very important point he made, that you're just skating over. See what I mean, guys? Was... He's just got this weather kick. I don't know why he wants to do it's these It's colder
3: in the northern part of the state than it is in the southern part of the state. Have you ever looked into that...
2: No, it's it's colder in the north boring. than in the south. It's very boring. But like I said, you're the boss. We're going to pause it there. We'll check back with Trent a little later. But like I said, you know, I'm trying to meet you in the middle here. We got to keep people listening. This thing's like okay. two minutes long. Uh,
3: thanks for indulging me. I really appreciate that.
2: You're welcome. Bad idea, but whatever. We'll do it. Hey, hey, if you haven't heard the local news at all this week, guess what? <laughs> Democratic Illinois House Speaker Mike Madigan was voted out of his seat on Wednesday. Say what? Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> Boom. Just like that. Our new speaker, he's actually a guy who's been on this show on a few occasions. Ben, what are the chances of us getting him back now, you think?
3: Ah, uh, zero. <laughs> yeah,
2: I thought so too.
3: You know how it goes to the Ben show. Sure. I'm important now. Uh, I don't have time for you. <laughs> it's It's all right man it's all good it's it's
2: emmanuel chris welch yeah and so far we know two things number one yes the two first name thing is kind of weird do you call him emmanuel do you call him chris do you call him emmanuel chris ec ecw i don't know please help us but the other thing that we know is that he is not Mike Madigan. I guess that's pretty good news. Uh, you want proof that he's not Mike Madigan? Okay. He gave an interview to the press. That's something <laughs> at least the 2021 Madigan never did. Benny J, before we, uh, we have some audio here, but uh, you've had a few days to think about this. How are we feeling about our new speaker, 1ECW? You know, I, I kind of miss Madigan. I miss the mad dog, you
3: know, the apple of day, and the, the bright, cheery, uh, friendly face that greeted the press corps. Every day. How you guys doing? Everybody OK today? I miss that. No, I uh, I've been a big advocate for a change at the top. And so I think it's about time that the Dems did it. But the way they did it, D, it's like they 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 stayed loyal to Madigan until the very last moment. This is, just, this is such classic Chicago politics. They stayed loyal to Madigan to the last moment when Madigan had to see for himself that he wasn't going to get, under any circumstances, the 60 votes he needed to be reelected, And so then he did the gracious thing. He conceded and he allowed uh, the Democrats to elect somebody else. You know, I said this yesterday, I'll say it again. In contrast to Donnie Trump, relatively good sport. I held out for a really long time, longer than he probably should have, but ultimately, he uh, stepped aside. And he didn't complain that the election was stolen. Uh, he didn't accuse anybody of what? Stealing votes or cheating. He didn't whip up his supporters into fervor. You didn't see any Madigan supporters storming the state capitol. You know, like uh, MAGA did with the U.S. capitol. So, you know, in many ways, he's an example. And it, But to hear the Republicans, you know, they're still pounding away at him. Uh, he's the biggest enemy this country ever has. So uh, yeah, I'm. Um, I think it's about time that the Democrats turn things over to somebody else. So, good luck, State Representative Chris Welch. We always call him Chris D. Uh, okay, so Chris. I'm, there we go. you know, Chris. Yeah. Uh, now, now that he's Speaker, if he insists on being calling Emmanuel, then we'll you know we'll know that. We're supposed to call him Emmanuel, okay? Now, you know how some people change their name when they become really famous or, you know, like you're now Denise. Oh, And I'm Dr.
2: Dubois. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Denise. Denise. Yeah, you're Dr. Dubois. Yeah, you know, since you, uh, I don't know what happened that changed, but you just woke up today and go, yo know, from now on, I'll be Dr. Dubois.
2: Or is it Dubois. <laughs> It's Dennis. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, good luck, Speaker Welsh. All right. Right now, we'd like to give a shout out to Springfield TV beat reporter Mark Maxwell. He sat down with our newly selected speaker, and he did a bang-up job. He even asked about those... Not so glowing allegations from 2002. I have the entire piece from WCIA TV Springfield, and I'm going to play it in two parts. WCIA. Be great if you didn't sue us. (laughs) Like to hear it. Here it go. We begin with Welch in the speaker's office.
0: This is the speaker's office.
1: For the first time in 26 years, a new speaker is moving into this office, a place where Michael Madigan in his younger years used to invite the press, a practice new speaker Chris Welch resumed on his first full day in office. What level of press access
0: can you commit to? I know what you're doing, you're just trying to do your job. Uh, And I do believe from this perspective, government should be transparent.
1: Even if it's uncomfortable at times.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I don't like all the questions you ask, you know that, Uh, but you got to be transparent.
1: The new speaker sitting down for a one-on-one interview, even as his rise to power put him under scrutiny in the press, under fire from Republicans, and under pressure from Democratic women to answer questions for a domestic dispute documented in a 2002 police
0: report. That was a long time ago. People mature, mature. They do They would look back and would do things differently, handle situations differently. Did you mean twenty
1: years ago that you that that younger version of yourself was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, or that that younger version of yourself uh,
0: hit a woman? I didn't hit a woman, and but I still think I could have handled a situation differently. Uh, you know, I think the way you handle a situation to something can either escalate or de-escalate. Uh, Obviously, uh, I didn't handle the situation uh, to the point where someone didn't get so upset that they went and made a police report. I could say in that incident, uh, you know, I cooperated fully, uh, answered all questions, uh, and that's all there was, was a police report. There was no arrest, there was no charges, and that was 20 years ago. The police report says
1: there was an arrest. You're, You're disputing that now, that there was not?
0: I was asked to come down to the station and answer questions. A Couple hours later, They said, Mr. Walsh, you're free to go.
3: All right. Uh, He's talking about a police report from 2002 uh, in the aftermath of his breakup with a woman he was in relationship with. They had a massive fight. Uh, There's disagreement as to who did what in the fight. Uh, The police report was filed on behalf of, chris welch's old girlfriend and uh, she was very explicit in her details uh, alleging that he grabbed her by the hair and smashed her face against the table very disturbing image uh, chris welch said that did not happen uh, he said that uh, she grabbed him and he pushed her away but that he never grabbed her hair and he never smashed her face uh, she later uh, dropped charges uh, she didn't press on and uh, so there we have it d it is a very disturbing allegation, and uh, whenever I read the police report, it just gets this sinking feeling in 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 the pit of my stomach, with that image in my head. Uh, Kelly Cassidy has said, uh, State Representative Kelly Cassidy uh, of the North Side of Chicago, she voted present. She would not vote for uh, Chris Welch, but she didn't want to vote against him, and uh, her like a very nuanced statement that she put out there where she points out that uh, she's aware of a history where black men have been falsely accused uh, in the past and have paid a heavy price for, for false allegations. Nevertheless, she takes very serious uh, any allegation that's made regarding uh, this kind of violence against women. Um, so she calls for an investigation. I doubt very much D there'll be an investigation. The, um, the woman who made the uh, called the police initially and f- and ha- uh, filed that report uh, has since retreated from her allegation. According to Chris Welch, uh, she is a supporter of his. So we don't uh, know the identification of the, the woman who made uh, the police report, uh, and um, I don't know who's going to conduct the investigation. You know, I mean. Um, it's not like his. It's not like Brett Kavanaugh, where the Senate is being asked to confirm him. The Democrats voted overwhelmingly for him. The only one, I think, it was four Democrats that didn't vote for him. Uh, I don't have in front of me the names, so I don't know what the circumstances of an investigation would be. My guess is there will be no investigation, and life will move on. I, I didn't I didn't know anything about this. Uh, should I smash the fourth wall, D? Should I smash the fourth wall? <laughs> Thank you, Dean. This is how politics is played in the state of Illinois. For a long time, I was advocating that the Dems uh, just settle on Chris Welsh. I thought he was a very competent, capable guy. he been on the show. He's very Madigan-like, Chris Welsh. He plays his cards very close to his vest. And you can hear that in that interview. You know, he's just, he's not going to reveal too much. Uh, he has that ability uh, to stay within the confines of whatever statement He's going to make, and then that's it. That's all he's going to say. And that's a trait Madigan has. So I thought, this guy knows the game. He's a lawyer. He's really smart. Uh, You know, he's a a Madigan loyalist. That's part of it, too. Madigan wants to turn things over to someone he trusts. And maybe eventually it won't matter that Madigan has to trust the guy because Madigan's going to recede more and more. Uh, But at the at the outset, that's very important. So I thought it was a no-brainer, and I wrote about it in the reader. Just turn it over to Walsh and call it a day, and Maddie could be text winner. Sent it on the show many times. Uh, and then uh, after I've been saying it a while, I got an anonymous uh, what was, what are you, uh, reference to uh, a link to the police report. And then uh, the Tribune broke the story. So, you know... Everybody uh, in the know knew about it. Apparently, I wasn't in the know. Uh, And they would basically say, hey, watch about who you're championing. I still think, I still think uh, he could be a very capable speaker. I think he's got, uh, like I said, all the capabilities uh, to to sort of like keep all the uh, factions in the Democratic Party sort of appeased and um, try to move in a progressive direction. You know, the the Black Caucus uh, in, in the Capitol, much to the chagrin of the Fraternal Order of Police, uh, has had quite uh, a successful session. A lot of the proposals uh, have been adopted, not the one on cannabis, unfortunately, but uh, many of the others. Uh, and so Chris Welch is part of the reason of that. So I think he can be a very successful speaker, D, but this is going to just be part of his... But reputation for the rest of his life. It's just no escaping it. there's uh, just absolutely no escaping this, the, the images in that report. I think they will be with us for a long time, or at least uh, with Chris Wells for a long time.
1: But wait. There's more. That's one reason he defended Speaker Madigan's rights to due process during the Comed corruption case. Welch said he and the entire Black community knows how it feels to be wrongly accused. He plans to bring that perspective, from a life as a Black man in America, to his new job
0: here in 2021. A state that was founded in 1818. For the first time, we have a Black person as a Speaker of the House that doesn't give you hope, I don't know what does.
1: Reporting in Springfield,
0: Mark Maxwell.
1: I would just like to point
3: out that uh, we've had uh, a black man was head of the state senate. We forgot all about that, but uh, Cecil Partee uh, from the south side of Chicago. The, uh, what was it, uh, C- Cecil Partee from the 20th Ward on the south side of Chicago was the president of the state senate back in the 70s something that probably I'm the only one who remembers and maybe Mark Maxwell uh, and Mike Madigan. Uh, We all remember that. But uh, listen, I I hope for the best for Chris Welch. And um, I think this is a really important move for the Democrats statewide. Michael Madigan, as I've said many times, had become uh, the chief tool that the Republicans had used uh, to sort of bash just the Democratic Party, Democratic candidates, Democratic programs and ideas. Uh, so now with Madigan off the stage, uh, who are they gonna bash? I mean, we talked about this yesterday, and my guess is they're gonna try to go after Pritzker, but Pritzker won't be as easy as a target overall, in my humble opinion, because he's got so much money, he can fight back and he will fight back. So maybe they'll start bashing uh, Chris Welch. All, you know, it wasn't like they were uh, applauding Chris Welch yesterday. Uh Jimmy Durkin, the uh, Republican minority Leader in uh, the House, was really upset at the uh, leaking Welch to Madigan. So it seems like they want to continue uh, continue uh, as though Madigan is really in charge. so we'll see where it goes. but uh, i' I don't think Chris Welch will be uh, as useful target as Michael Madigan was. First of all, the Republicans dedicated like the last, what, eight years to bashing Madigan. So it, it, there's an accumulative effect and the, they don't have that with uh, Welsh yet. So
2: best of luck to him. And I don't think Chris Welch will ever be on this show again. Prove me wrong, Chris. <laughs> I don't know.
3: It's going to be a lot harder to get a home. Just the old days, I would call him or text him. By the way, Steve Brown, I saw that in the paper. Yeah, Steve. Steve Brown, go Cardinal. Uh, for, for years and years, was Michael Madigan's press spokesperson, uh, and I enjoyed pairing with him over the years. Uh, he was, I think, one of the uh, one of the better uh, PR people that I've ever dealt with because he always got back to you, and he didn't hold a grudge. He made funny. Uh, you know, he got he got it. I mean, it wasn't like he would, he never would go off the record either. That's something else I kind of appreciated about him, uh, Steve Brown. He would just stay on the record, none of this off-the-record stuff. So off-the-record can, it's as beneficial, it, it helps, and it, it's a hindrance. But anyway, I, I saw that he was uh, still a spokesperson for the Speaker's Office, so maybe Chris Welch just kept him on. So maybe, I don't know i have to go through Steve Brown
2: Maybe, maybe. maybe Maybe he'll come do, on Do we have a Steve Brown impression, by the way? Uh, I would talk to Steve He's got that kind of
3: high draw Nah, I don't have a Steve Brown uh-huh. I can hear it,
2: almost hear it But not quite, <laughs> almost hear it Well, we gotta get him back on And maybe you can master uh, that bad boy, huh? Yeah,
3: I got more of a Chris Welch I can hear Chris, the, the kind of a mumble Uh very low and deliberate and thoughtful and basically saying Ben I'm only gonna tell you so much <laughs> I'm not gonna tell all and when I'm done with this sentence we're pretty much gonna end it right now that's Chris Welch
2: <laughs> oh, great that was great uh, we'll have to keep you posted on uh, more of this next week uh, Christopher Welch we'll see what happens. Uh, And that was our Chris Welch update with a Chris Welch impression. Huh? That was fun. (laughs) It was the worst impression. That was fun, though, huh? Right? Yes. Yes. Well, fun's over because it's time to check back in with Trent Ford in our weekly weather update. Ben's idea, not mine. Total precipitation over the last seven days was less than a tenth of an inch across the state.
4: Following a dry December, most places are one to two inches drier than average over the last 30 days and two to five inches drier than average over the last 60 days. Much has been made about the very weak winter we've had so far, especially from a snowfall. Much has standpoint. been made, yes.
2: Uh, please keep listening, Ma- listeners. Please.
3: Much has been made of that. Much. Has- <laughs> we were talking about that just the other day, just a- about an hour ago. It was snowing, and now it's not snowing anymore. D. Uh,
2: much well, has been made. Why do you love these reports so much? All right, on to the news in the city of Chicago and. I hope you enjoy stories about Chicago Fraternal Order of Police President John Catanzara, because today, from the Chicago Sun-Times, not one, not two, not three, but four stories featuring our Trump-loving FOP president. Ben, what do you say we briefly cover all these, huh? All right, I'll tell you what, the bright one
3: loves Johnny C. (laughs) I just want to point something out. My beloved Bright went home delivered every day in Chicago sometimes, Times. Uh, at least showed some restraint today. See, it, 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 it's a cumulative effect. All right, let's just briefly. Johnny C. is the uh, president of the Fraternal Order Police. I know our regular listeners know all this. Uh, he is of the f- MAGA persuasion, loves Donnie Trump, uh, was elected perhaps because he out Trumped his opponent. And uh, as I said many times, the Fraternal Order of Police is dedicated to the questionable strategy of electing MAGA lovers as their presidents in a city where 80 to 85% of the people voted against Trump. Interesting strategy that they're following, but they don't get their advice from me. Anyway, uh, Johnny C. is out there. Uh, he's, he's pretty outspoken MAGA guy. Sounds like a lot of MAGA guys probably has a future, uh, when his days as the head of futuro police is over, he has a future in talk radio on the, on the right wing station. No doubt about it. Cause he knows all the talking points. So that's Johnny C. All
2: right. I have four stories involving John Zara. Let's briefly cover them all and then hear what Ben Jarofsky has to say about it. It's time to hit the headlines. First up, Catanzara headline, number one. Number one. (laughs) CPD suspended 17 officers, supervisors, we talked about this yesterday, by the way, who lounged in congressman's burglarized office. The Chicago Police Department has doled out suspensions of up to 20 days against 17 Chicago police officers and supervisors accused of sleeping on a couch, popping popcorn, and drinking coffee in the burglarized office of U.S. Rep. Bobby Rush at the same strip mall where where looters had a field day last year. Like I said, we talked about this yesterday, but Ben, real quick, your thoughts on that?
3: Well, quick, the assertion that and Sarah made when this story broke, is that the cops were given the green light to be in that office, uh, that uh, they were there at the behest, I'm reading the quote, of someone in the upper ranks of the police department. There was no other purpose to be there other than the fact that Bobby Bobby Rush's office was was there and it wasn't destroyed like everyone else. So, in other words, he's saying that they, the cops themselves were getting uh, uh, punished for something that somebody said gave them permission to do. So I've said from the get-go, let's look into this. (laughs) Well, he's kind of, he has no evidence of this. So I'm not saying that this falls into the category of fake news, (laughs) Trump style. I'm just saying he's not provided any evidence of it, and the city has just ignored it. So it's just a typical thing in the city of Chicago. We don't know keep the citizens clueless it's better to have a clueless citizenry uh than to have an informed one because they're easier to control if they're clueless
2: time for cat and zara headline number two number, number two, two. <laughs> chicago police union president won't resign over defending mob that stormed u.s capitol Fraternal Order Police President John Catanzara said Thursday he will not be bullied into resigning and the union's board of directors will not demand that he step down for sympathizing with and defending the mob that stormed the U.S. Capitol last week. In fact, Catanzaro said that he has filed an unfair labor practices complaint against the 36 aldermen demanding his ouster on grounds they, quote, showed their bias and now can't vote impartially on ratifying a new police contract. All right,
3: that's, listen, this is where he's on a weak guy. His explanation, Uh, Johnny C gave an interview with WBEZ last week where he essentially said, what's the big deal? It's boys having fun. And then he broke into his version of boys just want to have fun. Not true. I just made that up. But the point is uh, he looked really stupid and foolish and was an embarrassment to his union because it turned out it wasn't just boys having fun. It was uh, the mob marauding, you know, beating up cops, hitting a cop over the head with a hockey stick, you know, uh, throwing a fire extinguisher at another cop, just breaking windows. I mean, his initial reaction was to dismiss the lawlessness of a mob. And people are like, where's the consistency there? So now he's saying, Well, I, I shouldn't have taken the phone call the moment I did. That it was, I'd only seen a little bit of the footage. If I'd seen the full footage, I'd have different comments. You know, he's even mildly critical of Donald Trump. I don't know. Come on, John. I think you're on thin ice there. And then in typical, typical Trump fashion, MAGA fashion, blames everybody else. Oh, I'm the victim. They're so mean to me. Oh, that's it's, it's classic. That that's that's that's, that's what
2: uh, maggot does. Okay, so what do you say they to uh, say- what do you say to Jim on the live stream chat who says I'm not sure why Ben says the Sun Times loves Cat so oh much God. They, they oh. called for his resignation the other day. Yeah, well, it's, th- that may be on the editorial board, uh,
3: but there's one, two, three. If you, see, here's the thing. This is more obvious if you're actually a reader of the newspaper, like I am. So when you turn to pages, uh, there's page. Go to page 10. Big picture of Johnny C. Uh, FOP Prez won't resign despite initial defending capital mob. A full page dedicated to that story. On page 11, half the page dedicated headline, Catanzara, police reform, hands, keys to the criminal. Now, they this is what I'm saying. They show a little restraint. There's not a photograph of him. They don't illustrate each article. Remember that one? Uh, we really had a field day with, I forget when it was. It was like four pictures of him. Four different pictures of him. And finally, uh, CPD suspended. A page to twelve, so a lot of coverage. CPT suspends seventeen officers, supervisors who lounged in uh, uh, Russia's burglarized office, and he's the, the lead source in that story. A lot of coverage dedicated to one man. One, two, three. That's why I would say it's a strange sort of like obsession the Chicago Sun Times with has with Ken I'm not listen. I I got my favorites too. Everybody knows them. Uh, Troy LaRabier, Stacey Davis-Gage, Jeanette Taylor, David Ferris. The list goes on and on. Monroe Anderson. You know, it's just different uh, media outlets are drawn to different types of characters. That's all I'm saying. And it's uh, noticeable if you're a subscriber to this. Sometimes that a lot of
2: attention is paid to Mr. Catanzaro. That's all I'm saying. All right. And, uh, Ben, you remember my prediction, right, involving all this? Uh no, I don't remember. Uh, what position. a memory you got, pal. <laughs> <laughs> My prediction is that by June, Catanzara and Zara will be uh resigned and living in Florida.
3: Uh yes, I did now it's coming back to me. I don't remember the did like the specific June part, but I remember the living in Florida part, which I could uh see. I predict he will be a talk show host. I think he'll be a very uh effective one. Uh, he's not without his uh, charisma, politically speaking. He's a far right persuasion, so it's really not my cup of tea. Uh, and uh, you're
2: going talk show
3: host, huh? Yeah, I think he'll be huge. I think he'll be like, well, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's as good as Rush Limbaugh at uh, at the craft, but I think he'll be. I think he has a, a natural audience with MAGA, and when he has no restraint whatsoever. He's going to let his MAGA flag fly fully.
2: (laughs) All right, we had uh, two other headlines we are going to read, but I think we're done. I think you get the point. John Canton's arrows in the Chicago Sun Times quite a bit this afternoon. Anything else you'd like to say before we move on, Ben?
3: No, let's move on.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. Enough talk about Johnny C. What's that? Oh, okay, Ben. Well. Now, listeners, you can't see this, but we're on camera here, Ben and I. Uh, ben right now is holding up a, a piece of paper. He's got something written on it. Let me look and see what it says here. Uh, Don't forget the weather bit. Okay. He loves <laughs> he loves this weather thing that we do. Good Lord. Why do you like the, this weather thing so much, Ben? We had this meeting, and why do you like it so much? I just can't for the life of me understand. It's boring. It's really important that people are
3: stay abreast of what's going on in the weather like right now it's not snowing okay very important and i'll tell you what i always tell you you get all the news you need in the weather report don't forget that
2: okay i won't uh taking us out trent ford looking ahead the eight to
4: 14 day outlooks from the Climate prediction center indicate a bit of a change toward the end of the month including elevated odds of both cooler and wetter than normal conditions The longer-term outlooks continue to lean toward wetter than normal conditions through the end of winter and into spring, as La Nina is expected to persist at least into March. This is Illinois State Climatologist Trent Ford, wishing everyone a happy, healthy weekend.
3: Wait, I'm all mixed up. Didn't he say it was dry? Now he says it's wet. You
2: were listening? Oh my God. Well, shout out to you for... (laughs) What? The man is so boring. (laughs) I like him. He's, you know, he's, he's got a certain... You know, uh, charisma to him.
3: I think he's got a future in rock and roll myself.
2: Oh, wow. John Catanzara, (laughs) future as a talk show host, and Trent Ford and the Heartbreakers coming soon, huh?
3: Yes, Yes, indeed. By the way, there's another story which I wanted to comment on. I don't know. I guess we're running out of time. I was in my bright one today. And I uh, had to, I'm trying to find it right. Oh, here we go. Chicago doesn't have to return impounded cars to bankrupt owners. U.S. Supreme Court rules. Eight to nothing was the ruling of that one. Uh, so apparently Chicago's free to just keep
2: impounding those cars.
3: Oh, my goodness. Uh, what a policy. What a policy. Yeah.
2: Don't, I'd love to weigh in on that, but I ride a bike. Bicycle. Yeah, you don't even have a car.
3: Nope. Uh, so uh, and I really stopped driving since the pandemic. Really, uh, very you know, D. Uh, it's been so long since I'd been on a, a highway. And the other day, I had to drive. I forget where I was, but I went on Lakeshore Drive, dude. I was freaking. Really, it was like, yeah. I'm like, this traffic is really fast, and these guys are coming up. Hey, slow down, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I got so nervous. Like, holy oh, god, I'm so scared. I got to go back home.
2: Can't wait for this pandemic to be over. All right. That's our local news, everybody. Make sure you can follow us uh, and make sure you do follow us online at Benny J show B E N N Y the letter J show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can always send us an email, Benny J show at gmail.com B E N N Y the letter J show at gmail.com. And you can call the Ben Jarofsky show. It's true. We have a phone number. What's that number? Well, I'll tell you. 708-658-4788. That is correct. The number again, 708-658-4788. We actually uh, got an email from Doogie, and we're going to be playing that in the back half. So be on the lookout for that. We got Romana on the line. When we come back, Romana Hussain.